A pure voice is a rare find, and Teresa Peterson has found hers, both as a singer and a songwriter. Her smooth tone echoes the ease of singers like Joni Mitchell and Alison Krauss, floating between octaves with melodies that stretch the line between old and new. Peterson's songs have been called achingly beautiful, with themes that call up her deepest dreams and nostalgias. A native Texan and a lifelong musician, starting out on violin at age three and writing songs since childhood, Peterson claims songs flooded out of her after moving to Colorado in 2014. The call to move west was ever-present, and it's now apparent why. After finding her way back to herself and pouring back into her music, she discovered her true voice, as well as a passion for creating community. She is founder, host, and curator of Boulder in the Round, a monthly songwriter showcase at E-Town, which hosts three local singer-songwriters every month. Peterson is continuing to take her dream Americana into 2021 with a new self-produced album, No Rules in Montana, due out soon. Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where I challenge my guests to write a song in one week based on a random prompt, then we get together and talk about the process. Along the way, we talk about the broader craft of songwriting. I'm your host, David Coyle, and it's my pleasure to introduce Teresa Peterson. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Hi, good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. So, um, yeah, I know you from uh, from Boulder in the Round, but more specifically, the... Uh, the songwriter critique group that you you do that's associated with that uh, that that you were doing monthly I believe um, back before the pandemic and still are continuing to do that uh, monthly correct mm -hmm. so I I guess a question that 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 crossed my mind was uh, since you're 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 doing a critique group every week um, or every month uh, and you've been doing it for a while I, how has that influenced your songwriting process? I, I think it really has because when you get together with other songwriters that have their own process and continually, especially not just once, but continually expose, uh, expose yourself to other people's process and other people's, uh, you know, take on your process too. Um, it has to influence you. And I was just thinking about it, like the group that comes to workshop, the people that come to workshop the most, I think are the people that have been coming for like six years. So we've been all listening to each other and influencing each other for six years, five years, you know, it's just, yeah, that's it. And that's a really cool thing. So when you're, when you're writing a song, do you ever think, oh, well, I know that so-and-so is going to have this response to this, and this person's going to have this response to it, and, and does that uh, affect how you're writing? Uh, I don't know if it affects how the, how the writing actually is, but, or how, if, when you're actually writing, but you definitely do think, oh, I know who's going to say what about it. We joke about that all the time at workshop because uh. we, know, we know each other's things by now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, so you also have been doing the uh, the Boulder in the Round uh, showcase that you have, and do do you learn? Do you feel like you learn something about uh, uh, songwriting from from that process too? And how is that different than from the critique group? Absolutely, I do. Um, I think I learn about um, performance a lot from those shows. But I mean, my goal booking that show is to get people that really inspire me with their writing and with their music. Uh, so I, I feel, yeah, very influenced and very inspired at that show. So when you're, when you're feeling inspired by another songwriter, how does that, how does that manifest itself when, when, when you are writing? Do you find yourself mimicking their style or is it just like, is it a word that you find, you know, some phrase that, that inspires you? How, how does that, that play out? It could be any of that. It could be any of that. It's just something that makes you want to go home and play. Something uh -huh. that makes you, 
something or something that comes to mind the next time that you're writing and sometimes something that's something that sticks with you something that has some little power and some little uh something that sparks you could be any of those those things really well you've uh, clearly been inspired here uh recently because well i guess this is inspire this is older inspiration in this case because you've released a couple singles and these were songs that uh, when when did you write the songs for your new album? Or was that fairly recently, or was it a few years ago? Or uh, it's pretty it's pretty recent because I um, just started. You know, with the pandemic and everything going on, I didn't really have any any jobs that required me to be in Boulder at the time. So I left and I drove around a lot and I traveled and I ended up places and then I ended up other places. And, uh, and really that started all in June. So everything for this album, uh, was written June through February, I think. So these are all all pandemic songs. That's mm -hmm. I mean not necessarily the specific topic, but yeah, wow. yeah, they're all in those in those eight months or whatever. Well, let's see here. We have um, well, let's get to those songs. This song is "No Rules in Montana," and is there anything that you want to say about it before I uh, play the song? This is the title track off of your new album. <laughs> yeah, it's the title track. It's the one that started it all. It was the first. First thing that I wrote when I left Colorado. All right. Well, then let's take a listen to it. This is No Rules in Montana by Teresa Peterson.
All right, that was No Rules in Montana by Teresa Peterson off of the new album, No Rules in Montana. So that was that was a lovely song. Uh, and by, by the way, you, you have a just a gorgeous voice, and, and you, this is self-produced, right? You put this all together yourself? Did you play all the instruments, or did you just have friends play, or...? Uh, I, I didn't, I just played, I played the guitars on that one, but, um, the, yeah, the rest of it, the bass and the mandolin were friends that live up here. Um, yeah, the mandolin, that's just the star of that song was a friend that I met here in Montana and he's just amazing. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And then my friend that lives over in Spokane played bass. So just used use the amazing folks I got around here. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, you, you did, you managed that, uh, you managed them all pretty well. This is, it, it sounded pristine, but, Thank but let's talk know. about, let's talk about the song. So you. do you want to give us the, the behind the scenes look at, at how you wrote this? Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I'm sure I started it driving. I, you know, I don't, I don't remember that quite the same way, but I know that I, so this was actually too written when I was just traveling through Montana mm -hmm. and I didn't live here yet. So I always say I was just a tourist when I wrote this song, never, never knowing that I would eventually live, live here. Um, and then, you know, I, and I started writing it when I got to my friend in Spokane, Washington, um, just, thinking about, yeah, those first couple days after I left Colorado and, um, yeah, true stories, <laughs> real things, <laughs> real things that, uh, happened and were said and good times. So this is, I mean, it, it, it definitely sounds like it's capturing a moment, uh, or several moments, uh, but, but several moments built into a larger moment. I get, actually, this is just a, <laughs> A question about Montana because I don't yeah. I don't think of Montana as being a super rainy place, but it actually is. They've got a lot of rain. Well, well, yes and no. <laughs> one on one hand, this was written by a tourist who knew nothing, <laughs> and this was nothing but um, what I was seeing that day. So uh -huh. in uh, in May and June, it it does uh, it's very green and uh -huh. it it does it does rain a lot and it did rain but when i got here it did it did rain that day um a lot actually up in northern montana and actually where i live in missoula now it rains and it's cloudy a good bit um but not all the time you know sure. definitely not later in the summer but i didn't know that at the time <laughs> sure 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 so <laughs> that's that sort of captures that tourist moment <laughs> Well, but let's 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 talk about um, just where you know how. I mean, if you may not remember the specifics about this song, but uh, but just your general process uh, is it is it something where you you kind of you have an image in mind and you kind of work from that, or how do you usually go about approaching uh, writing your songs? I think I am really image driven because I'm a very visual person and a very visual learner. But uh, usually it'll be some little phrase that pops in my head and I think, oh, that's a good little turn of phrase or something. And I, and so I write that down and then I start, you know, I start just turning that in my head and start working off of that. And then I keep adding, adding more to that. And, um, and I write all my songs in my phone usually. I have the note app in my phone, so I'll just take any little line down that I think of, and then usually, if I'm keep turning that in my head, I'll keep writing on that. So when you're writing, when you're writing the words, are you coming up with melodies at the same time, or are you, or do you write, come up with the 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 phrases first and then add melodies later, or how, how does that work? I think it's about fifty fifty. I don't really. I know that it's not always with with the melody, but I know that sometimes it is. If it's not together, it's usually the words first, though, rather than the melody first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I really love the imagery, imagery here and uh, the, 
where's I'm, I'm looking for the verse here um <laughs> everything we did that night would have broken all the rules but there were none in montana and there was nothing else to do nothing left to lose i i love that i love that line uh that 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 verse um yeah i mean the rules i mean you know interpretations go the way they go but my just because I know this was written during the pandemic, my my thought of the rules is going towards, you know, social distancing rules and, and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're OK? OK. Ah, yeah, I, this is this is great. This is great. I really this is this is a wonderful Thanks. song. And and this is a this is now out and you can you can download this uh, and buy it from. Uh, I guess Bandcamp. go to your website or where, where should I yeah. go? Yeah, well, the, the website, I think also, but Bandcamp, it's on Bandcamp right now. And then uh, pretty soon when the rest of the album releases, it'll be on Spotify and all those places, Apple Music, all those places too. But right now, uh, the singles are just on Bandcamp. Yeah. Well, we have another uh, song here from your album. This is Hometown by Teresa Peterson off of the album No Rules in Montana.
All right, that was Hometown by Teresa Peterson off of the album No Rules in Montana. And this is uh, this is great. And once again, you start with some really strong imagery. Uh, it just like it, it just hooks you right off the bat. And I really love the rhythm of uh, uh, foot down on the pedal so hard because I had to go, had to go. It sounds better when you sing it, um, <laughs> you know, uh, than me just talking it. But that whole first verse just uh, really sucked me in. But you just have. I, I, I noticed that you, you start off with really strong imagery and then it gets a little bit more kind of philosophical as, as we go. Yeah. Um, uh, well, anyway, why, why don't you just tell me what, how, how did this one go about? How did you go about writing this song? Yeah, I was driving in Idaho. Um, I was driving between Spokane, Washington and Montana. Um, yeah, driving along, you're tra traveling along a river a long ways of that, and I, I'm thinking about that now. Um, and I I know that hometown, the home, home line where hometown is, is like the first thing that came to me, just that hometown, hometown. That's just kind of the first sort of parts that came to me. And um, on the verses, like that radio broken heart like a violin i know that i was kind of doing like a minimalist thing there kind of seeing how few words mm -hmm. or how few syllables you could do in a verse line you know i was sort of experimenting with that i remember and uh i would say this song you know certain certain lines of this song are for Boulder and certain lines of this mm. song are for you know or Rick you know or I just think of that uh, I give anything to play a song for you know it's actually for my open mic crew in Boulder mm. I think about that um, about them a lot in that line you know but this is this is a song I always say um, about where you're from wherever you're from sure because I think that it really that I think a lot of us feel like that about where we're from, about our hometown. It's um, you can you kind of know the bad and the good, and um, you know there's that might be things that you miss and things that you know you had to leave. And I just kept it's another driving song. I have a lot of songs that I write driving. Um, and I sometimes specifically drive long distance so that I can write and so that I can work things out. That's interesting. So that's that's part of your that's a regular part of your process. I know I mm -hmm. uh, like walking is a big thing for me going out for a walking walk to find a, to find a song. So but mm -hmm. when you're driving, you cover a lot more territory and probably run into a lot more imagery and, and whatnot. And mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is Spokane. Idaho and, and Montana were the, where yeah. you were driving around. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Driving through Idaho. I, I back to Montana. I started writing this, but the, yeah, I re, I remember certain places that sort of sparked the, the dirt road and the dust and things like that. But I don't know. They're all like little things in your head that sometimes just, get picked up once you start writing something. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, did you find that all the songs off of your now, new album are kind of coming from the, the same place of all, all their driving songs or did some of them get sparked by more specific incidences or? Or some of them were written in the middle of the night. I have one <laughs> song for 4 a.m. The last song in the album's literally written at, at 4 a.m. I, you know, I thought I woke up for just a moment, but I ended up thinking of something and running with it and, you know, and then it became a song. And then I like, I just felt like, I felt like this is the last song for the album. I just know it. Like, I don't know. I just felt really, so I don't know. It was probably a few different things, but I think it was, yeah, it was working, um, working out things that I, I needed to that, you know, that I was working out from just leaving and from the leaving and from the ending up somewhere. 
So that 4 a.m. song, so it sounds like you mm -hmm. knocked that out like in one sitting. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah, right. I, you know, and I, I was up and I thought of something and then I was like, well, you know, of course I write it down, but then I was like, well, try, try, try to keep going on it. Try, you know, just like, just see what you get out of it. Okay, okay, you got something. Okay, keep going. Try to see what you get. And so then I, I never went back to sleep that night. I just kept writing that and um, I'm glad I did though. Oh, absolutely. Now I really well, you, like that song. So. You know, it's one of those things where it's like you, you wake up and you got that hook and you're like, boy, I could go back to sleep, but uh, you know, I don't want to miss out on something special. I mean, so I mean, have you heard the, the I don't know, 3am, 4am thing that there's sort of a, there's kind of a magic to that certain part of night? Somebody told me that before. That's maybe, interesting. You mean there's sort of people. like this is some this is deep in our our uh, um, hunter gatherer psychology or something where like we used to wake up at three or four in the in the in the evening or the morning uh, and because we were worried about danger and no. so we ended up writing songs or how do you how do you mean what's how does that I don't, I don't know but I've heard I you know I think it's not just one person told me I think I've heard like several. I think I've heard several things talk about this, um, that create, there's a creative something in the air mm. in the middle of the night in, in the, in the early morning hours, there's a creative something and to try and, or, or also in that space between, in that space of being like pretty tired, uh -huh. but not asleep. Yeah. Well, you're There's almost something in that, creative in that, yeah. You're, you're almost in a dream state, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's sort of a waking dream state. Uh, mm -hmm. I, definitely. I mean, there's there's no question. You, you wake up in the, the middle of the morning like that, early morning, mm -hmm. and there can be something really magical about it. I mean, if you're camping, it's pretty obvious because you're out there and it's night <laughs> and the stars are shining. Yeah. Uh, but even when you wake up, uh, wake up at home... Uh, but to try and see, yeah, what you can get out of yourself in those spaces. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, I think most of the times that I've ever done that, that's been interesting. So I suggest it. Absolutely, yeah. Have you written yeah. a lot of songs that way? A few. Yeah. A few. I have, yeah, I have, I have one, another one that's more, more recent, actually, even than 4 a.m. that turned out well, and it was written, yeah, 4 or 5 in the morning. Huh. Well, I used to keep a dream journal. Yeah, uh, that's a good thing to do. And it's amazing just some of the crazy stuff that you come up with uh, mm -hmm. from a dream. It, it's just, mm -hmm. it's interesting. And I, I'm curious if one of the reasons why waking up in the middle of the night can be so instinctually creative is because you're just kind of naturally waking up. Um, mm -hmm. you know, if you wake up in the, you know, if you have a job, you know, that you have to go to, your alarm goes off and it kind of mm -hmm. wakes you up and that's not so inspiring. Mm -hmm. But if you wake up in the middle of the night, it's usually, it's more organic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it's the when, end of your rim cycle or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you wake up to your alarm because you have to get to work, you know, that prescribed something is in is in your head you know as you get up because you have to get up and, yeah and those things those all our filters aren't on yet and our yeah. day um our day is not is not quite knocking on our door yet yeah yeah it's a little more more space a different kind of space there that that makes i I don't yeah. know if we've I don't know if we've we've answered the, the deep question here about what makes it magical, <laughs> but I but I think we're on to something. Uh, I don't know uh, if anybody knows. I don't know if anybody knows, but I think it's nice to think about. I will say this: waking up from a nap in the afternoon—that's not anywhere near as magical. Uh, <laughs> the morning, the morning is where it's at. I think uh, yeah. uh, waking up in the morning and, and having just sort of an easy wake up uh, period mm -hmm. in the morning—that there's something really really special there. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, we're going to take a short break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the challenge song. We're going to talk about the prompts uh, that you chose, the one that you chose, and uh, then we'll talk. We'll listen to and talk about the songs that we both wrote. So we'll be right back just after this. 
Welcome back to the Raw Songwriting Podcast. I'm your host, David Coyle. I'm here with Teresa Peterson, who is just about to release her new album, No Rules in Montana. And we talked about a couple songs already that are off of that album. But now it's time to dip into the crux of the matter here. Uh, about a week ago, I challenged Teresa to write a song. I gave her a choice of prompts. And she has written, she has since written a song. And as is customary, I have also written a song based on the prompt that she wrote, or uh, not wrote, but uh, chose. And uh, I guess let's start off here. Let's, let's, I'm going to read through the prompts uh, that I gave you to choose from, Teresa, and then, uh, then you can tell us which one you decided to go with. Uh, the first prompt was a random picture. And it was a picture of a fire escape, you know, one of those older style fire escapes. It's on the outside of the building, um, you know, one of those with a, like a brick building or, or whatnot. Uh, there was a random word. The random word was proem, which is an introductory discourse, introduction, preface, or preamble. A random fact, which was 12% of the world's total languages are found in Papua New Guinea which has over 820 indigenous languages. There are more languages on this island than any other country. There was a random quote. It's very strange when the life you never had flashes before your eyes. That was from Terry Minsky. And then the fearless prompt, uh, Timmy Reardon's fearless prompt was deck of cards. All right, so uh, Teresa, what, what was the prompt that you decided to go with? Well, I chose the picture, and I knew I would choose the picture because I'm nope. such a visual person. That makes sense. You are your <laughs> imagery yeah. was clearly yeah, yeah. So, so did none of the other ones tempted you at all? No, they did. I thought I thought about the deck of cards one a lot, um, and then that quote is really interesting to me. I mean, yeah. they were all they were all had a lot of really interesting stuff, really interesting ideas in them. Yeah. But yeah. I, of course, chose a picture. <laughs> yeah, I thought that quote, I think if I had chosen from this this list, I might have gone with a quote. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a, a interesting one. twist on the, 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 the normal way it said, you know. So mm -hmm. I feel like I instantly know what it means, too. Oh, I don't absolutely. know. We still, we still could write a song from that. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be, a, yeah, wouldn't object to that. All right. Well, let's break for 10 minutes and do it. <laughs> let's go. No, <laughs> Well, we, we already actually already have two songs written uh, based on the fire escape prompt. Let's dive into that. Okay, this is Glittering Staircase, the challenge song this week uh, by Teresa Peterson. through my hands refuse 
That was Glittering Staircase by Teresa Peterson. It's her challenge song for this week's prompt. Uh, and Teresa, I just, I, I, I was amazed by this song. I just, it really hit me hard. Um, and it's just Thank a gorgeous, you. beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, the melody wow. really stood out to me. Um, it, particularly there's the, there's the change that you do at, where you start singing uh, the refuge I once escaped is now barren land. Mm -hmm. And that's just the, the change that you do there just really both surprised me and just made my heart sink. <laughs> um, but the lyrics yeah. are just the imagery in it. It's, it's stark and powerful and it, and it speaks to the, the, this particular moment, uh, and you'll probably talk about this, but, uh, but yeah, why, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, how you wrote this and, and why? Well, thank you so much. That's so kind of you, everything you said. Um, thank you for inviting me to do this podcast and sending me the prompts. And I mean, I just feel really thankful for them because I got this song out of it that I, had no idea and I don't I don't think I, I would have gotten this song out of anything else I mean it was really the the picture the prompt that he sent and it was the timing of everything too that made this song turn out the way that it did um, in a broad sense this is uh, kind of what Oh, well, what hometown is also about or what kind of a lot of my songs are about is that question of novelty versus familiarity and those two budding heads and um, I don't know, kind of wondering which one, which one you like better sometimes. Um, but yeah, and, uh, and uh, feeling like, uh, feeling like you want to get out even though you love where you are kind of, but feeling like you, you want to get out sometimes. Um, and then, and disillusionment, it's about feeling disillusioned with something that you once saw in such a, a golden light, I guess. Um, but places change and people change and things change. And, uh, I don't know, I was just kind of going over a lot of that. Um, and I started writing it on the Sunday night or kind of maybe over the weekend, I started the first little bit of it uh, this the weekend before the shooting in Boulder. And then, you know, obviously like continued writing it after. Um, and that colored a lot of of the of the choices and the words in this song and the the mood and kind kind of created a lot of a lot of this song based on that. Yeah, that that yeah the um, the shooting in in Boulder certainly. Cause I know that we had, we had communicated uh, just that morning before it had even happened. And, uh, uh, cause I was trying to, uh, well, I had to figure out which, which prompt you were working with and, mm -hmm. um, Oh yeah. 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 This, but this, but this song, yeah. Just like after that. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it, it couldn't not really come timely. in. Yeah. It couldn't come, not come into the song. And then I think it, it really, yeah, that the events became a big part of this song. Um, but I'm glad that I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that there, there was a place maybe to put a small piece of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's perfect for that. And I know, I mean, it has, there's a lot more to it, obviously, but, uh, but it really struck that chord with me. It just felt like a perfect song for, and it was a song that I wasn't able to write. I wasn't able to write anything that was able to address it as as poetically as what you did um i this is yeah it's a really fantastic song yeah. teresa 
Yeah, I feel I feel very yeah very great grateful that the it, I don't know the prompt and the timing of everything like yeah. kind of allowed allowed it to come about. Um, but yeah. Well, one one question that I always ask of all all my guests uh, when they bring in one of these songs, which is you know it's written in a short period of time. And do you do a lot of prompt songwriting or 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 kind of like short songwriting? Do you ever try to write? you know, within a time limit or anything like that? Not very often. So that was mm. kind of, I mean, yeah, the, that basic thing was like also a thing that I was very interested in and very grateful for. Cause I actually don't do that very often. And I, but I think it's really a cool thing to do when you can. How did it, how do you think it affected the way that you, you wrote it? Was it any different than how you normally write? actually came together in a really similar time frame that a lot of my songs do mm. but I, I think I was you know we were supposed to meet that Friday and so I was thinking like okay I've got to keep working on it I was probably like a little bit more diligent about getting back to it every day to finish it well what what one thing I, I I do like to cover is um, especially especially in your case because you're you're a uh, experienced uh, practically a pro a professional critiquer at this point because you have your that critique group, um, but I, I always want to get an idea of what strategies uh, songwriters use to critique their own work, and I mean first off do you do you consider this to be a finished song, or is it something that that you feel like needs to be tweaked and and if it is something that needs to be tweaked, how would you approach that? I think since that um, that recording that I sent, I've changed a little, I, I've changed a chord or two or something, like a little bit of chord changes, but I think it's mostly, mostly done. You know, you can always maybe change a little something here or there. I think it's I think it, most of it's done though. Um, but how, so how do I approach, I don't know, editing things or? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. Mm, I think you gotta play things a lot for one mm -hmm. because, you know, you have those, those little bits that just don't, um, don't flow as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You always have those lines of, things that just seem seem to have a funny number of syllables or something or or a chord change where you're just like I'm looking for something that I don't have yet but you gotta just keep playing it and I always too you know I always record it now which I didn't used to do in like early early years of songwriting but I always record it pretty much as soon as I can. And then I'm listening to it all the time. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. listening to it in my car. I'm listening to it just like everywhere that I can. And that becomes a big part of smoothing out all of those surfaces and um, finding, finding what I'm really looking for and trying to hit all the, hit all the notes that I'm trying to hit, I think. I, I totally understand that because I I tend to record everything as soon as I get a f a first draft done. Yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. You listen to it, and as you're going, it's like, oh, I like that. I like that. Oh, but that definitely needs to change. That definitely needs to change. Yeah, um, it's good to hear it. To yeah. hear it, and then as you play it too, when you play it a bunch of times, if you have a line you're not sure about, you're naturally going to start doing whatever is easiest and whatever flows the best. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. so many times, I think, how I find the thing that is going to stick, that's going to flow and work the best is like, you start just naturally seeing what you remember. You start just naturally seeing what you say there, how uh -huh. you fit it in. And just because out of repetition, you start doing whatever is going to work the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's sometimes I think I record it and that it'll actually convince me that I may be something I was shaky on. I'll just sort of get used to it being that that's way. That's true, then, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, it'll be like, true. yeah, you know, because sometimes, I don't know if you're like this, but sometimes some of my favorite songs, the singer will sing it in kind of a weird way, but that'll end up being one of the major hooks for me. That yeah. the, it's a little bit off, but it's just right somehow. 
But mm-hmm. I but I, I I like that. Yeah, listening to it over and over again, that definitely will make it clear to you what's what's working and what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Once again, really, really fantastic song. Uh, mm-hmm. I Thanks just so much, and I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, uh, listening into it uh, over and over again the last oh, few days. So. Thanks so much. <laughs> well, I liked listening to your fire escape song, and it's just a really cool thing how. You give two people a picture, and they can go off in totally different directions with it. Well, we should find out exactly how different it is, because mine yeah. is very, very, very different. But it's um, got a, such a cool feel to it, yeah. So, yeah, I'm so excited for that. Well, let's take a listen to it, since it came up here. Um, yeah. This is The Elements of Love by Dave Coyle. It's my uh, prompt song this week. Here we go. When we first met, I felt a gentle breeze You blew across my skin and up my sleeves But holding you just makes it hard to breathe Till I have no words to say Well, diving in is always such a rush But treading water seems mighty tough for in the depths the pressure tries to crush you Till your blood gets boiled away When there's smoke and I feel the flames I crawl out to the fire escape I climb down to the alleyway Then I run, 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 run When there's smoke and I feel the flames I crawl out to the fire escape I climb down to the alleyway Then I run, 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 run away Out on the street I try to hold my ground But then the land it starts to shake around A burning meteor is crashing down I'll retreat without delay The elements of love are colorful But when they mix they're so combustible so be aware that if you reach your goal You might be blown away When there's smoke and I feel the flames I crawl out to the fire escape I climb down to the alleyway Then I run, 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 run When there's smoke and I feel the flames I crawl out to the fire escape I climb down to the alleyway Then I run, 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 run away They're the elements of love They're the elements of love Yeah, 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 yeah They're so combustible Yeah They're the elements of love Hey, 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 yeah They're the elements of love Oh, yeah, 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 yeah They're the elements of love Yeah, you might be blown away by the elements of love Oh yeah, yeah, yeah In the elements of love All right, that was the elephant. Uh, sorry, the elephants. The <laughs> that was the that was that, that might be the better way to go. Uh, <laughs> That was the uh, Elements of Love by yours truly, David Coyle. Uh, it's my uh, prompt song contribution this week, and um, yeah, this was. I mean, I started. I actually started writing this after the shooting, and mm-hmm. you know, it certainly was on my mind. And I think that I really needed to escape from that. Um, yeah. I, 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 I've also definitely been since I've started doing this this podcast. Uh, I find that the prompts. There's something about writing to prompts that make me want to write, or just make me write pop songs more, which is kind of... That's very interesting. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's... I've been thinking about it. I think I had a little breakthrough on this because um, uh, usually my, my old process was that I'd go for a walk uh, and I would just try to think of a topic and I'd usually write uh, the words and the melody and the rhythm. and all, I'd usually build around a rhythm. Um, mm. And I would, I would kind of construct it that way. Uh, and I think... 
I, I, it just, it just produced different stuff. I, I think there's, when I have a prompt, I, I seem to automatically jump to the music more first, mm. and then I add the lyrics afterward. Now, mm. the hook, I came up with a hook first on this case, mm-hmm. uh, which was the, you know, that, that chorus. Yeah, that's a great is, chorus. It's so catchy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really great. catchy, which is totally not appropriate for what was going on during the week but it was you know like i said i was trying to i I think i was i think it makes total sense what you said yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah emotionally i needed to escape a little bit absolutely Um, yeah no you know and it's it's funny wait so also though you so you say you usually go out for a walk and you try to think of a topic on that walk i usually i try to come up with a rhythm and then i try to come up with a topic and then on I'll the walk, though. On the walk, and I'll usually... Interesting. This yeah. is, I mean, it hasn't been usual lately, because most of the writing I've been doing lately has it's been for this. for this podcast, and it's yeah. all been a, based on a prompt. But previously, I would say that was the norm, and I would usually construct the yeah, music and the words at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so the... It, yeah, it also, it, it also makes a lot of sense to me that you write, like, rhythms first. Because this song is so rhythmic to me. Yeah. Well, this has been, actually, this has been kind of interesting. I, I, not only am I writing pop songs more, I've been writing classic rock songs more. Right? Which I was going to say, it does have that, it has like a, like a vintage classic feel to it. Something yeah. about the, the style and like the delivery of it, like the punchiness of it or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's not, it's not, I mean, I, I, I tend to think of myself as more of an indie rock kind of guy or an indie folk kind of guy, but this was, mm-hmm. this is definitely, this and several of the songs that I've written in the last few months have been, is very classic rock. And, um, yeah, that's so, that's so cool to see that something different, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's weird how the process, whatever chosen process you're working with uh-huh. can influence yeah. that. Yeah. That's really cool. But I'll, I'll say this, that this was this from a, the the so the musical construction came pretty straightforward and fairly easily the the lyrics though were i didn't know what i was writing about i mean i i kind of mm-hmm. got the idea that the the chorus was about somebody who just wanted to run away from love you know things would get a little bit too intense mm-hmm. and they would want to run away mm-hmm. um which you know i'm i've been in that situation before uh so i can relate to that but i i really didn't know what to go with what to do with the verses so i did a really kind of facile uh playing with the elements you know earth air fire water so oh, good yeah. so the first verse is about air um the the second one's about water and then the third oh, verse is about earth now. yeah yeah it's well that's cool. because it, it doesn't really work and then i finally say the elements really of, the, then i say the elements of love in the fourth verse and and that was the last thing that I wrote, and and then once I got that, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm missing opportunities here because there are more elements than just the four, you know, medieval elements, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's the whole periodic table of elements, and you can bring oh, in things like yeah. iron and and you know other no, other. I like what you did though because hmm? you know, I kind of like that I didn't I didn't immediately recognize the air you know the the wind and fire and earth i didn't i I didn't recognize that but i'm sure that looking at the lyrics i eventually would have and Mm -hmm. that's you know that's kind of a slow sneaky thing like that you were able to do that subtly enough i think is nice well that's and show skill i think that's good (laughs) okay yeah i think i think it's really cool because i really i really didn't realize that until now i'm like oh i completely see what you're doing now well, but does it, if you didn't notice that though, then when I start talking about the elements of love, does that even make any sense? That That's the thing. Is it like, if it's, mm. I, I wasn't sure if that made any sense at all. Um, mm. Cause the chorus is about running away from something. Well. It's got the fire motif and I don't really refer to the fire motif anywhere else outside of the chorus, except for the combustible part. Yeah. When you get to the say, elements of love. Say, yeah, yeah. You said that part and I don't know. I think, I think it didn't matter to me. And I okay. think in in uh, in pop and classic rock, it often <laughs> it often doesn't really matter to us, does it? It's really well, that's, more about the feel. 
that's that's true you know it's like you get that and and i guess if it flows really well then maybe yeah. it, it's it's not that big a deal so yeah, well that's good to hear it. that it flows that's that's it nice flowed, yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah it got that yeah there was the the interesting thing with it when i was starting it was the um i i think i i get the strumming going i get the rhythm and i pause for like a beat or two before i start singing and somehow that ends up making it feel like a much more propulsive song and that was i don't know anyway that was something that kind of struck me as something i haven't done much in the past um anyway anyway this was that's an interesting cool. song to write yeah. yeah yeah that's cool finding new things yeah exactly bringing exactly. new things out of you i think that's cool but I, I guess I got to do my own self critique here. Uh, but but I think I, you know I mentioned a little bit of it is that I, I feel like I missed a little bit about the periodic elements, uh, periodic table of the elements. I could throw some of that in there if I wanted to. But maybe that makes it more. You're thinking it might hammer it over the head a little bit too much. I think so, and I think I I've had conversations about getting too sciencey in songs. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like to um, it's it's just gets hard to like fit those terms in mm -hmm. and make it I don't know yeah like make it flow well and make people kind of not fall into thinking about that stuff too hard and like oh, there's, sure. there's just obviously like a lot of awkwardness to those words and I think also also just too as a way of not bringing too many things into the song yeah yeah you know, if you've already got the other elements that you did, but you're going to throw even like more in, I don't know. It's like, that almost feels like too much. Well, this is okay. This is good insight. I like it. <laughs> um, hey, what did you think about the, this has a coda on it. The, uh, you know, the, the elements of love at the end there is kind of that fade out. Yeah. Um, I mean, does it feel like it's a complete song? Cause I, I kind of felt like, well, I was wondering, like, do I want to put in one more chorus or does the fade out work is a good way to end? Because the chorus, I worry that it overstays its welcome because it's it's not mm. just said once. Each time I repeat the chorus twice each time. Right. So those words, even though there's only two instances of the chorus appearing in there, I do repeat the chorus twice, one right after the other. You know, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wasn't I, sure if I should bring it back or not. I don't know. It's, it was a short song. I remember it's like two minutes, 52 or something like that. So you have a, a little bit of time, you know, you could, I could see, I could see where it was a little bit short. Like you had a little bit more time to do something like, but not probably not a chorus. Hmm. Okay. Like did but like the could element, fit a bridge. I, I was gonna say if there was a if there was a bridge, I'm trying to think of like I can sort of hear it in my head what that would be, but I don't know if I can describe it. But yeah, if you could do like four lines of a bridge or something, I could see that. Um, and then yep. go into the elements of love at the mm. end. Because the elements of love is is a is a variation on the verse, but it's not a huge. It's just got an E minor instead of a G. That's yeah, it. So, I noticed you know, that too. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would do maybe a little bit of something like that. I don't think you have to, but I think that she could. Um, I am not. I'm not ever married to doing uh, certain structures of songs. Oh sure. For me, I think each song requires what it requires, and it doesn't. Nothing has to have a bridge. Nothing has to be uh this long or this short it's just you just go with whatever you you read into the song and just go with whatever it requires to me but yeah i i totally agree with you it's kind of, it's it becomes a matter of feel and um mm -hmm. yeah yeah but that's but that's always the question is like does it does it does it does it feel right and uh, yeah. this one i'm you know, I like it. I think it's kind of a it's a it's a short and sweet kind of song. It just sort of gets you through it, and it's it just mm -hmm. punches you, you know, mm -hmm. and and it 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 just comes and it goes, and yeah, and maybe that's enough. Maybe that's all it needs to be, you know. Yeah. So you could find out if you just keep playing it a little bit or keep listening to it, you know, and just be yeah. like, if if anything else pops into your head that you want to try and add in there, you could. But I mean, I think it could go either way, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's cool. Well, well, thank you, yeah. thank you for uh, thank oh, you for the feedback you. and and, and, for and checking it out. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I think we both. I think we both had. Uh, I mean, your, yours, yours was super great. But I think oh, we both we you. both got pretty good songs out of the prompt this week. Yeah, um, totally. Well, so all right, we've come to that uh, point in the show where uh, if you've got something you want to promote, uh, now's the time. Yeah, all right. Just um, just the first two songs that we played and talked about are out now on Bandcamp, and they'll be uh out everywhere else hopefully later this month i guess because everything's about done i'm just still making kind of last adjustments on the rest of the album uh so hopefully the whole album no rules in montana will be out soon but until then you can go to um theresapeterson.bandcamp.com and listen to the the first two no rules in montana and hometown and do you, or do you think you'll be releasing more singles, or do you think you, the next the next release will be the full the full thing? The next release is the um, the the other five songs of the album, and but I've definitely this is the first time that I've worked on like a whole album at the same time and been like editing and recording many songs at one time, and I've definitely kind of learned about that and learned about myself and what my tendencies are and what my kind of preferences are about doing that. And I think I, I think singles are easier for me. So probably mm. after no rules in, in Montana, I've, I've, I mean, I've already been writing a ton. Um, so I've got some singles that I'd like to put out later this year. Well, they say in the, the age of uh, social media that uh, there's, there's a lot to be said for, releasing frequent singles as opposed to you know an album once a year every two yeah. years or something like that so yeah i think there's benefits to that but i hope that we also don't lose the art of like album crafting oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah i agree with you mm -hmm. not not just the art of the the music itself but actually the artwork that that used to go with the music i guess there's still artwork that goes with yeah. singles and whatnot but it's not quite the same the thought behind just tying it in and um definitely this album though there's like most of the songs have tie-ins to other songs on the album mm. they have they have little pieces that they stole from other songs yeah um so it's meant to be it's meant to be an album um, so and i i love when albums are that way that they're meant to be with each other so do you do you feel like it's a concept album or a thematic album in that way? In that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess in every way, it, it is. It is Montana. It's the Montana album. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. It's all about that. Yeah. Do you? Are you? Do, doing any songs? Releasing anything? You know, uh, this podcast is the main thing for me right now. Well, it's awesome that you're doing it. It's that's yeah. so. so Great. Like, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I mean, I love talking about this stuff and I love, love listening oh, yeah. to other people talk about this stuff. So it's just really cool that you're doing this. Well, everybody's got their own perspective on songwriting and mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's interesting to talk about, you know, what's the, you know, what do the, does this person see as the rules and what, what, when can they be broken or, mm -hmm. or maybe there are no rules is like, isn't like in Montana. No rules um, in Montana. <laughs> My favorite and, thing to say. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Every week mm -hmm. it's just a different, uh, different perspective. Um, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for just putting in that work and doing that. This, I think it's awesome. Hey, I'm I'm having a blast doing it. And it also gives me a chance to write a song every week. So it's Yeah, it's great. very cool. Well, folks, uh just to, once again, it was it was a pleasure having you, Teresa. Uh next Thank week. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet. You bet. Next next week we're gonna have Shanna in a dress. Uh so so get ready for her. Um I'll be posting the prompts uh this week on Dave Coyle's musical extravaganza on Facebook. And uh, I encourage you to play along, pick a prompt, write a song, and then post it as a comment for an episode, or tweet me at David L. Coyle, or send an MP3 to rawsongwriting at gmail.com, and we may feature it on one of the programs. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please consider donating to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle, or paypal.me slash Dave Coyle. So in the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. When we first met, I felt a gentle breeze 
you blew across my skin and up my sleeves but holding you just makes it hard to breathe till I have no words to say well diving in is always such a rush but treading water seems mighty tough for in the depths the pressure tries to crush you Gets boiled.